Osama bin Laden, Mohammed Alta, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, Saul of Tarsus. These men all have one thing in common, terrorism. One of them became a follower of Jesus and the most influential person in the church for the past 2,000 years. Saul of Tarsus is best known as the Apostle Paul. While carrying documents that gave him the authority to terrorize followers of Jesus, Saul met the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. Blinded by the light of God's Shekinah glory, Saul saw his own spiritual blindness for the first time. Repentance and a glorious conversion followed. If Jesus can transform a terrorist like Saul, what can he do in your life? I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Some people do what they believe is right. Others do what is right. Hello, welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And my name is Brian, always glad to have you with us. Today, Ron takes us to Acts chapter nine into a story of a man who was sincere in his belief that he was doing the right thing. But as you'll see in just a few moments, he was sincerely wrong. Today's message comes your way next. Stay right here or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen anytime on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, A.D., Acts of the Apostles, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Transforming a Terrorist. Well, by definition, the word sincerity means the absence of deceit, uh, the absence of uh, hypocrisy, the absence of pretense. And for that reason, sincerity is um, an attractive virtue. In fact, we use it every time we engage in some uh, formal correspondence. Uh, when was the last time you wrote a letter and you signed it, sincerely yours? Or as I learned this week, uh, the Brits, they sign it, yours sincerely. They gotta be different, right? Or we gotta be different from them. But uh, we've all done that before, sincerely yours. It's, it's a, it's a nice way of just saying that what I said to you in that letter comes from a heart uh, uh, absent of deceit, absent of hypocrisy. Some people say that sincerity is all you need when it comes to religious belief, that um, it's not important what you believe as much as it is just being sincere, that, that that's what you need is just to be sincere before God and He'll take care of all the rest. Uh, the problem with that is uh, you can be sincerely wrong. And uh, maybe we've all had that experience where you, you, you believe something and you found out later, well, it, it wasn't exactly like that or it wasn't true. Um, the danger with sincerity as the highest virtue is we can be sincerely wrong. Nobody was more sincere in his faith than Saul of Tarsus. I mean, if you had asked anybody, did, did Saul of Tarsus believe what he believed to be true? Uh, was he zealous and passionate and sincere about his Judaism? Did he believe that what he was doing by breathing threats and, and, and taking uh, murderous action upon the early church, did he believe that he was doing the work of God? Absolutely. In all sincerity, he did. Saul of Tarsus, uh, the terrorist 
from Tarsus 2,000 years ago. And I don't use the word terrorist as hyperbole, as exaggeration in any way, shape, or form. That's exactly what he was, a religious zealot, a religiously motivated terrorist, breathing threats, uh, bringing murderous action upon the church of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, starting with uh, affirming the, the martyr of Stephen. Remember, it was Saul of Tarsus who stood there uh, like, a, like a, a valet at a hotel holding your coat, right? And he, he affirmed those stones that were thrown at Stephen, the first martyr. That was Saul of Tarsus. From that point forward, persecution broke out in Jerusalem, and the early church scattered to Judea, to Samaria, um, ultimately to the ends of the earth, but some of them went all the way to Damascus. And Saul of Tarsus caught wind of that. He, he knew that there were some uh, followers of the way. They weren't called Christians yet, but followers of the way. No doubt called that because of what Jesus said about himself, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. But some of those followers of the way had scattered all the way to Damascus. 140 miles from Jerusalem, a six to seven day journey by foot uh, all the way to Damascus. And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 6 that Saul of Tarsus was on his way to Damascus with some letters in his hands. You see, he needed additional authority granted to him by the chief priest uh, to go up over Mount Hermon and down into what is today modern Syria to the city of Damascus in order to carry out his, his terrorism. And he had those papers in hand. When the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 9, Saul of Tarsus got stopped in his tracks. And Acts chapter 9 contains the greatest story of religious conversion in human history. Nobody would have ever thought that Saul of Tarsus would come to faith in Jesus Christ. That's like saying Osama bin Laden or Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is going to come to faith in Christ next week. I mean, nobody would have thought that. I mean, you've you got to be crazy. Th these men are sincerely and religiously zealous about what they believe, and they believe they are doing the will of God by persecuting Christians. And this was Saul, Saul the terrorist of Tarsus, uh, 2,000 years ago. Well, what did Saul learn on the road to Damascus? And what can we learn from his story? I've read the story hundreds of times, perhaps, just like you, and I tried as best as I could to come at it from a fresh perspective this week, and I wrote down seven unmistakable things that Saul learned on that road to Damascus that day that on whatever road you're on or whatever road I'm on um, are important for us to learn as well. Number one, Saul learned you are no match for the power of God. Look at it in verse uh, 3 and 4 again. It says, um, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice. The, the power of just a light that shone on, on Saul. Now, now, some people say, some historians and, and even meteorologists say that the, the journey to northern Israel, uh, to the Mount Hermon area, uh, and then 
over Mount Hermon down into the valley and off into Damascus, that from Mount Hermon on, the, the weather can get really frightening. It's, it's maybe a little bit like a Tornado Alley in, in Oklahoma. You know, it's just the weather capital of the United States. The weather's really weird there. Uh, this is kind of like that. Uh, lightning storms were frequent in the area, but I don't think this was a bolt of lightning. Uh, it certainly wasn't a spotlight. This was the kind of light from heaven, the Scripture says, that stopped Saul in his tracks. Probably, we might say, the Shekinah glory of God, just the manifestation of the presence of God in such a profound way that, that it stopped Saul in his tracks and reminded him, Saul, you are no match for the power of God. Saul might have thought he was all that. But he learned on the road to Damascus, he ain't all that. God is all that. <laughs> and God showed it in a very dramatic way. Chances are you and I are, are not going to have this dramatic of an experience when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. But, but God, God showed himself in a very dramatic way to Saul that day and reminded him that he's no match for the power of God. Pharaoh learned in the Old Testament he was no match for the power of God. The prophets of Baal learned in Elijah's time that they were no match for the prophet of God or for the power of God. And, um, and here Saul of Tarsus learns that he's no match for the power of God. It's a good reminder for you and me. Uh, we're no match for him. Secondly, Saul learned he was spiritually blind. The Bible goes on to say in verse 7, Acts chapter 9, the men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Uh, underline that phrase, although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. You know, it's possible to have your eyes wide open to have physical sight and yet be spiritually blind at the same time. And I believe this little uh, uh, experience that Saul of Tarsus went through was God's way of saying to him, Saul, you, you've had perfect physical sight all this time, but you have been spiritually blind. And spiritual blindness uh, is one of the, the conditions that the Bible warns us about over and over and over again. Jesus even illustrated it in one of the miracles that he performed in John chapter 9, where he healed a, a man who was born blind. Do you remember the story when the disciples come to Jesus and um, they're kind of asking all the wrong questions? They say, hey, Jesus, here's this man born blind. Who sinned, this man or his parents? <laughs> They had a real narrow theology about pain and suffering in this world. And Jesus says, no, you got it all wrong, guys. It's not that his parents sinned or that this guy sinned and that's why he was born blind. It was so the glory of God could show up at this moment. And he healed the man who was born blind. And from that day forward, you know, all of the religious leaders were questioning the man and bringing him before the council and making him testify. And he says, I don't know what happened. I just was, I, once I was blind, but now I see. And that was his testimony. And um, it was not only true of him physically, but it's true of every believer in Jesus Christ who comes to faith in Jesus Christ. The scales come off your eyes, and you are once spiritually blind. 
But now you see. There's still more to come from Dr. Ron Jones, so stay right here. Listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, be sure to check out Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps. It's a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. Look for Something Good courses when you visit our new streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org. That's Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps, where you'll discover what it means to be a disciple and learn how to train others to be true followers of Christ. Saul of Tarsus may have been struck blind by God, but for the first time in his life, he had vision. Coming your way next, the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, Transforming a Terrorist. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones. Helen Keller, the famous blind person, said there's something worse than being blind. It's having sight but no vision. I'll turn that around a little bit and say there's something worse than having physical sight. It's having your, sp- your physical sight, perfect 2020 vision perhaps, but being spiritually blind. And, and the miracle of, of, of faith in Jesus Christ and, and the conversion that that brings about in a person's life is going from spiritual blindness to spiritual uh, sight, from spiritual darkness to spiritual light. And, and this was true of uh, Saul of Tarsus. It was true of John Newton, who penned Amazing Grace. Remember those words? I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind. I was a blind slave trader, thinking that I was doing what was right. But I woke up one day and met Jesus Christ, and I realized just just how blind I was and how arrogant I was in my spiritual blindness. This was Saul of Tarsus. Any of this ringing true in your own experience? You're no match for the power of God. You realize before you came to faith in Jesus Christ, or perhaps even at this moment, before you even meet Jesus, you're as spiritually blind as blind can be. Third thing that Saul learned was that God knows him by name. Uh, In verse 4, the first words that he hears, he hears a voice, a voice that... um, was not recognizable to him at first, and I'll explain why in a moment, but the voice uh, said initially two words, Saul, Saul. (laughs) Now, when your mama uh, called your name once, you came running as a kid, right, or your daddy? Uh, When he he or she calls your name twice, (laughs) that means you're either in trouble or, or, you know, they're trying to get your attention. Saul, Saul. At a very basic level, What it means is, God knows your name, Saul. He knows your name. He knows you personally. He not only knows your name, but he knows your whereabouts. He knows everything about you. He's intimately acquainted with your ways. Saul, Saul. I know you by name, and Saul, I know exactly where you're going. I know those letters you have in your hands. I've been watching you closer than what you think. I know you by name, Saul. John chapter 1, there's a story about a guy named Nathaniel that met Jesus. 
He's one of those disciples we don't know a whole lot about, maybe one of the quieter disciples, but his friend Philip first tells Nathanael about this rabbi from Nazareth that they think is the Messiah. And Nathanael is the one who famously said, can anything good come from Nazareth? Because Nazareth had the reputation of being on the other side of the tracks. And when Philip said to his friend Nathanael that this rabbi named Jesus from Nazareth might be the Messiah, he's like, ah, you got to be kidding me. But one day, Nathanael was walking toward Jesus, and Jesus looks at Nathanael and says, ah, Nathanael, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, a sincere man, sincere in your faith, sincere in your Judaism. And it kind of threw Nathanael back a little bit. He's like, who, who is this guy? who can look inside my heart and tell me I'm a sincere man? And Jesus looks at Nathaniel and says, Oh, Nathaniel, before I even met you, I saw you sitting under the oak tree over here. Now, they didn't have social media 2,000 years ago. I walked into church this morning and somebody made a comment about where I was earlier this week and said they were there about an hour later and it kind of made me feel a little creepy, but I remembered I posted something on social media. That's the world in which we live, right? Well, they didn't have that 2,000 years ago, but Jesus had enough insight to know who Nathaniel was, what was in his heart, where he had been. And it put Nathaniel back a little bit because it was the first time anybody knew him for who he really was. How easy it is for us to put these protective layers around us. We have a lot of acquaintances, don't we? We have all these followers, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, all these, these friends. Not really. We have a lot of acquaintances. But we, we're good at putting these protective layers around us to protect ourselves from anybody knowing the real us. Oh, I got news for you today. God knows your name. He knows everything about us. He knows where you've been. He knows uh, the desires of your heart. He knows the intent of your heart. Hold your place here in Acts chapter 9. And let's go to uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 139. I love Psalm 139. It's one of my favorite in the, in the Psalter, and partly because it's just good theology uh, written in Hebrew poetry, and, and it, it highlights really three aspects of God's nature, His uh, omniscience, we say. He knows all things. His omnipresence. He is everywhere at all times, and then His omnipotence, He's all-powerful. It starts with His omniscience, where the psalmist says, O Lord, You have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, You know it all together. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. And then the psalmist says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. He goes from omniscience now to omnipresence. Where shall I go from your spirit? 
or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Now, and then David goes on to talk about the power of God, and all of it was a comforting uh, presence to David. But maybe you're not David, maybe you're Saul, and you learn God knows your name. You learn that GPS doesn't stand for global positioning system, but God's positioning system. He knows everywhere you've been and where you're going. And that's not a comfort to you, it's a haunting realization to you. It's haunting to everybody on this side of the cross until they come to faith in Christ and surrender to Him. It stopped Saul of Tarsus in his tracks for God to say, Saul, Saul, who's this who knows me? Who's this who calls out my name? And he fell on his face before God. Here's a fourth thing that Saul learned. Your battle is with Jesus. Saul, Saul, and then here comes the question, why are you persecuting me? And Saul answered back, who are you, Lord? You're listening to Something Good Radio. Transforming a terrorist, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. Check out our resource tab at the top of the homepage for books, teaching series, lots of great tools to help you in your journey with Jesus. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Dolorosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where he shed his blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Almost everyone who goes with us to the Holy Land says it's one of the best decisions they've ever made. And when you visit somethinggoodradio.org, look for Something Good Travel to learn more and register for Experience Israel 2022, plus other upcoming Something Good Travel experiences. Need prayer today? Stop by the new somethinggoodradio.org and share your request with us. Click on the Explore tab and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You option. That's somethinggoodradio.org. We also want to say thank you because your prayers and financial support have made it possible for Something Good Radio to reach more people than ever before with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for all you've done. And when you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by sending you the complete audio download of the series you are hearing now, A.D. Acts of the Apostles. That's A.D. Acts of the Apostles. Request it today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. 
Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. And you can also call our offices, 757-276-1099. The reason we call Saul of Tarsus later the Apostle Paul is because one of the criteria for an apostle is that he has seen the risen Christ. (laughs) And Saul of Tarsus experienced and saw the risen Christ that day in, in an unmistakable way. We don't call anybody an apostle today. The age of the apostles has passed because, well, none of us has, you know, visually seen or experienced uh, the risen Christ in this way. Um, Just as a reminder, Romans 10 and verse 9 tells us, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. The resurrection is everything, friends. And I hope you've come to that place of settled conclusion in your heart that Jesus is alive. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Transforming a Terrorist. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. So long and thanks for listening.